Welcome to the Brand Story Hour podcast series hosted by the visual brand coach, Shantae Ramsey. This podcast series highlights amazing local businesses in your community, and we share innovative tips on how to help you level up your business. Hello, 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 and welcome to Brand Story Hour. I'm Shantae Ramsey, photographer, CEO of Vision Photography. And tonight we have a, a wonderful special guest, um, Joe Rileyland of Rileyland Collection, to um, talk to him, talk with him about this vendor's market. And it, I think it's picked up steam, um, especially at, you know after the... Um, the pandemic where everyone is like diving into their passions, starting new businesses, and now they're venturing out to, to connect with their customers. Um, so welcome so much, Joe, for taking the time out. I know you're you're you have a busy schedule um, to talk to us about the vendor marketing. Um, what does that look like? Talk to us about how that that helps, how that has helped your brand and how do you use that opportunity to connect with new new people who don't know um, about the Rhinoland collection. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. First of all, let me be clear about that. Um, so yeah, I am excited to have the conversation with you. Yes. So tell us about, um, and I, I coined this phrase of like, how to describe, describe you. You are cur curator of must-haves in your pantry and you built the, the Browling Collection brand. Tell us a little bit about the origin of, like, what? how do you love doing what you're doing and, and how that connects to your um, your brand, your business brand? You know, it's funny. When I first opened my business, curator was the word that I wanted to use, but I felt like everyone was using it at the time. So I strayed away from using that particular word because I didn't want to sound like everyone else. Um, I prefer to zag than to um, um, zig. And so I didn't use that. But as the years progressed, I realized that that's literally exactly what I'm doing. Because um, I find things and I tell people about them. And that's what a curator does. So, but a quick origin story, because I love a good origin story is that in a former life, I was a manager for Williams-Sonoma um, in both Atlanta and in New York. Um, and I loved the product, but I did not love the corporate structure. I quit, mm -hmm. um, and then I floundered for a while with a series of mismatched jobs that just were not for me. Um, I ended up doing so many different things, but eventually I was working with a friend of mine doing event production, and we moved to Trinidad and created created parties during carnival season. I became an executive mm -hmm. producer of the event. I loved it, but I realized that I was helping him achieve his dreams instead of achieving mine and chasing after my own dreams. And while I right. loved living in Trinidad and Tobago, I loved the Caribbean. I didn't want to live there exclusively. I wanted to be able to move back and forth and mm -hmm. doing that just wasn't for me. So I moved back to Harlem. I had $1,600 in savings. Um, and anyone who has ever tried to open a business of any sort knows that that is like trying to drink water from a thimble. It was nothing. 
but I also had the determination of someone without a plan B. So I had to make things happen. I spoke to a friend who had a coffee shop, secured a small space in the back of the shop and opened my gourmet pantry. Uh, mm-hmm. There I store small batch foods from medium large companies that filled the shelves. And it worked at first. But eventually mm-hmm. the units wore off and I wasn't getting the daily sales. And again, with a small business, you need everyday money um, to be able to continue to make it work. Right. So right. I decided to book myself a one day Halloween festival in Harlem to see what kind of traction I could generate out on the street corner. Um, and so it was really good. And as luck would have it, the same space was opening an open air market the following day for November, December for, oh. you know, holiday sales. And right. my good friend, Kevin Anthony, actually gifted me the space for those two months because I couldn't afford it. So he gifted me those as a, here, get your business going. Let's see what we can do with this. So I moved out of the coffee shop, moved on the corner of 117 and Adam Clayton Powell in Harlem. And Mm -hmm. their sales flourished. Um, I was introducing, you know, new Harlem, old Harlem, all to what I was selling. They kept coming back for more. Uh, One day without even realizing I sold some, um, my star product, uh, the Chai Spice Nut Butter to mm. uh, the editor of uh, Shelter Magazine. Uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks later, she wrote about it on her personal blog. And I don't know what kind of readership the personal blog had, but it was pretty significant. I got tons of orders um, on a day that was snowy that I should have been at the market and I couldn't. Um, so I was super excited. Um, one of the orders came from Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Meryl Streep. What? After winning Meryl Streep. <laughs> so... Um, Yes. And um, then, you know, but paying rent in Harlem, owning a fledgling business, they just didn't go in hand, in hand in hand. So I decided to move, to move to Nashville. It hurt my heart so, so much. But I believed in my business and wanted to see how far I could take it. After moving down south, I branched out. Um, and um, not just the food business, but also hand poured soy candles, Turkish linens, a whole line of kitchen windwares that I really could, mm-hmm. that I could really expand even more so because the weight of shipping those was just too much. Um, and I had direct access to a team who could make the pieces for me. Um, so now it's grown into a whole lifestyle brand. I've opened doors to wholesale, have almost 400 stores that are carrying my products in the um, U.S. and Canada. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. You know, we, we're doing a little something over here, so. I, I think you are. And I just wanted to give, um, just be transparent with folks that I've known you Woo. when you were in the beginnings of like, I remember when you were selling mixed CDs, not tapes, like CD tapes, CDs. Listen, yes. I was selling we, we had, a friend this morning. Fat, fat black pussycat. And selling everything. Oh. Oh my I God. Sold so I sold a fat black pussycat. I sure did. <laughs> and I sold t-shirts. Um, and you bought t-shirts from me. You you bought yes. when I did the greeting card line. I have mm-hmm. always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had a creative yes. spirit that I needed to get out of me. Um, because if it stayed inside I, me, it would explode. And mm-hmm. you have been there. My Virgo sister, you have been there since yes, the beginning. Yes supporting oh and shopping you made the trek from brooklyn to harlem on day one i remember yes. i yes, remember this like i I'm remember like, and that little oh. coffee shop 
Uh huh. Yes. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm like, all right, let me go shop. And yes. I remember the chai spice butter. Every time that comes in rotation, um, I'm like, and I, it happens to come into my mystery box. I'm like, amen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, you, you like grown. This. I remember when you was just in the back selling me and also cooking like you would take people like i don't like cooking and I'm, i still don't but i will try it because of my boxes that i get um, I or it. just seeing something that you've done on social media and you're like okay let me try that 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 sauce or that spice um and then connecting with some of those brands that you're that you have in in your line there's there's they are neighbors of mine. They're they're people that I know that I can touch because I know their story. Exactly. And that kind of helped me like to decide, okay, let's do this brand story hour. Initially it was just focusing on individual brands, but now this year we're focusing on different topics to help those brands level up. And so you that it. you're part of that inspiration. You're part that's why I was like, I gotta get you on the show <laughs> to talk about something that I know you've you've moved as you grew your business, you moved away from, but that was part of your infancy of your of your brands with exactly. these and markets and things of that nature. So like it, it, you know, you have the connections, you have but you have that personality. You have that 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 way of connecting with people and making that and that's the thing that people have to understand. It's not so much about making that money. Yes, it's about making money. But that's not the only uh, motivation. You have to also be connected with what you're selling, and I think that part of what makes you unique. Yeah, I think that what makes you unique is because you 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 try those brands that you're repping. Like absolutely, you know what you can do with it. Yeah. So how, how I put how my you... name on the business, and yes. so yes, <laughs> because of that, there has to be things that I like. Listen, I sell pickles. Yeah. I hate pickles. The website says mm. I hate pickles. But my mama <laughs> said these were good. Like, that's how it rolled. Like, I mean, I'm very honest with it. I'm not a pickle person. I'm never going to be a pickle person. I'm never, uh, that is not my flavor profile. I don't like yes. certain things. And it took me a very, very long time to add the pickles because I knew that they yeah. would sell. But I was like, but I don't want to sell something that I don't personally believe in. But right. I added one and one and got two. And realize mm -hmm. that if my mama loved them and my sister loved them, then they must be pretty good. And they're good, and too. So, I had it in my, my last it, box. Right? Right? And <laughs> yeah. they won awards. I did all the math. I was like, okay, I can sell these pickles. Now, that being yeah. said, once, once only in life, I purchased something that was pumpkin spice. I hate pumpkin mm -hmm. spice. I like pumpkin. Really? I don't like pumpkin spice. Okay. Okay. So like, give me some Palau with some pumpkin in it. I'm happy. But pumpkin spice is not my cup of tea. And mm -hmm. so one time I had a pumpkin spice um, caramel corn and it sold, mm -hmm. but I bought it. I overbought on it. Then I had that mess sitting there and I couldn't eat it because I wouldn't, I, I don't like it. And mm -hmm. so I said, you know what? I have learned my lesson. I'm not going to buy something that I know that I don't love. The pickle mm -hmm. was the exception. And that's about it. I, everything else, if I'm selling it, I like it. I've tried it and, 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 I, and I believe in it enough to put my name on it. Right, so, right. Right. And that, yeah. that to me, that's like the secret to your success is that you have this connection with those brands and those products and you're selling it and you believe in it. And so others believe in you and then they, they 
they do that connection of believing in that product. Let me try that. Let me see what that tastes like. Let me see, you, because Joe said it was good. You know what? That's actually very accurate. My first, mm -hmm. no, it was my second Christmas that I was open. Mm -hmm. There was this one guy in Harlem. I wish that I had his contact information because he just thinks I up and left him. But <laughs> um, it was he, he came by with his husband, um, gave me his bag, and said, put $200 worth of stuff in there. I'm going to get cash from the, from the ATM. He, I was like, are you serious? And that wasn't the first time I realized that people trusted my opinion that much. And mm. he said, he said, he said, you have it. It must be good. And he, he went, he came back with $200 and, and, and that's what he bought. And mm. that was actually what made me start thinking about the mystery box in the first place was because oh, I wow. people to try things. I didn't do it at first, do it at that point because I wasn't ready. One of the lessons that small businesses have to learn is doing things when you're ready. Yeah. Branching out when you're ready, making moves when you're ready because you might not be ready for it the day that you come up with the idea. And you have to be able to think that through and say, wait a minute, press pause. This doesn't work for my brand right now. But right. it's something that I have in my head to hold on to for later. There are things mm -hmm. that are coming to fruition right now that I've been thinking about mm -hmm. for years. Um, but I wasn't ready to do it because it didn't make sense for my business at the time. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of a couple of uh, collaborations that are coming up that are very on brand, but they weren't on brand two years ago. Yes. Or well, even 10 years ago when you were. Absolutely. You know, in a, because 10 year anniversary is in May 2023. Wow. 10 yes. Years. And I'm going to tell you, actually, I've not told anyone this. So there's, this is the official announcement, but there is going to be a 10 year anniversary party in Nashville. So go ahead and make plans. I don't know the date yet. It'll be in June. So everyone's kids are out of school. It'll be in June, probably that second week of June. And we're going to do a little party here in Nashville. Everyone, go ahead and book a ticket. Come mm -hmm. on down. Yes. And Suzanne is like, have... ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's going to be. It's going to be. A, it's going to be a good event. I. I have um, some really exciting things planned across the spectrum of what Riley Land does. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, we're going to celebrate ten I years definitely... because most businesses do not make it that long. No, no. And I definitely would will be in attendance with, you know, my 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 partner in crime, you know, I, I'm going to just say, come on, let's go to Nashville. Right. <laughs> let's go to Nashville. Bring the partner in crime. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm definitely I'm so happy for you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh. Because it's, it's, you know, Brooklyn. So <laughs> you're welcome. And and I'm glad that you said what you said about ideas not not ready. Like when they're ready, boom, you you yes. roll them out. And I think some entrepreneurs um, they really um, they really like what they do. They overthink things and they think that it has to happen now. And that is exactly what happens. They they yeah. they. A lot of people, they want to go from zero to 100. And right. they, they forget that there are steps in there. You know, they, they forget that they have to take those steps. You, you can't just jump up there. Right, and, right, right. And that is a very important lesson to learn. 
I have seen so many entrepreneurs struggle with that very specific thing. They're like, oh, let's do this. And then they spend their money on something and then it doesn't work because yes. they didn't have it. There wasn't a fully formed concept or fully formed idea. Sometimes, listen, I moved to New York two days after I decided I was going to move to New York. So mm-hmm. some things, you know, you got to jump in and just go for it. Right. But right. other things you, you can't. And you have to be able to differentiate. Is this a smart business decision or is this something I want to do? Period. Right. And, and, and the, the motivation behind it and the why. Why, why exactly. is it so important to do now versus later? What's, what's, exactly. the, what's the thing? What's the thing that's drawing you into doing it now? And if exactly. you could justify it, if you could really go get to the core of the why, then it's like, okay, you got to do it. Like there are certain things that I'm like, I tried something last year, didn't work. And I pulled back and I'm relaunching it differently this year with it working now because I tried, I do, I did a pilot. I tried it out, see what it worked, what works, what didn't work and fine tuned it. But like, I realized that I did it prematurely, but sometimes it happens, but other times I, I'm now doing one service that is taken off that people love. Okay. Let me, let me like, let me like, uh, look at these pricing and seeing like what the pricing, what the cost is, mm-hmm. what the service is and package it better so that I can get more people to see, okay, this actually works. Exactly. People are looking. Um, sometimes it's like overnight things. Sometimes, like you said, it you need to let that marinate. Sometimes you do it because it's a good idea, but it's just not ready yet. Like for instance, I started out. I was doing um, uh, dorm survival kits, and I sold. Oh two. yes, I remember that. I did, I sold mm-hmm. two, two. Yeah. That was it. And I was like, well, it's such a good idea. Why are people not excited about this? And I realized that 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 wasn't, that wasn't the answer. I was trying to go like, it was my subscription box. That was my first foray into subscription boxes. And I was like, well, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So let's rethink. And then I came up with the concept of the mystery box. And mm-hmm. and that, has, that actually has been successful because what happens is people say, oh, I didn't know I needed this in my life. Yes. And yes. then yeah. they come back and buy it again. And that mm-hmm. is introducing people to things that they didn't know that they needed. And because right. I jumped through it, all the hoops to find out who you are, how you cook, how you eat, who you're feeding, et cetera, then I can tailor the mystery box to you specifically because what Shantae gets is not what um, Liz gets, which is not yes. what Kathy gets, which is not what Mikkel gets. All of you get a different box. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know anyone else is doing that because realistically, no. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. And I have an, an amazing spreadsheet full of information about every one of you. <laughs> so that way I know what you've had. So I don't send you the same thing twice, uh-huh. things like that. And it's, it's, there's, there's work that goes into that. Let's be clear. Yes. But yes. that's, that's, that's giving excellent customer service, which is something mm-hmm. I learned from Sonoma. I know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I didn't love the corporate culture, but one of the things that I did love was, that they taught me to give excellent customer service and make sure that whatever you're selling is on the level that you're going to willing to put your name behind and whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you talk to the customers, if there's a screw up, then fix it period. Right. 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 And I think not just that experience, but also experience as an entrepreneur over the years has helped you hone in that skill set where 
um, you know, you know us, you know, your customer base. There's a, there was a point when you were doing the pop-ups, which I definitely want to go back to yes. where you didn't know anyone. You didn't know what people Not liked. You just went with, with instinct. You're like, so how, like, what is some of the lessons that you learned from that? Like that experience so that it led you to where you are gotcha. now with the mystery, the custom mystery bosses. What, what lessons have you learned from that? First and foremost. You need to figure out your purpose of doing this event is do you want to make money or to generate interest that's a very important question to ask yourself um if it's to make money then make sure that after the fees if you need to have an assistant if you are living in the city and you have to you know take a cab over there if you're going to make money after that after you paid out everything you had to pay pay for the product are you still going to generate money after that because if you're not then you're doing it to generate interest and that's right. a different monster. You know, right. you have to be prepared for what you're going into because so many people go to events and they don't make money after they do all the math. They're like, well, that was a waste of my time. Um, and if it's, if this is generate interest, is this audience your audience? And that's an important uh, question yeah. as well because, you know, I've done events and I'm like, this was, I, I did an event once where I was sitting next to Tupperware and I was like, this isn't the right event for me. I mean, no offense uh -huh. to Tupperware, but I mean, I was sitting next to Tupperware with Confederate flags, and I'm like, I this my, that's not my brand. This is not, this is not the right. hit for me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, you know, you need to make sure that you know all the fees up front. How much is the space? Is it outside? Do they require a specific type of tent? Because some of the places I went, they wanted a, a specifically a white tent, you know, which is why I purchased the white tent so that way I would be good right. wherever I went. Um, mm -hmm. If you're in the city, you know, how are you going to get the product where you're going? Like I said, I used to get Ikea bags and filled Ikea bags full of stuff. They were way too heavy, mm -hmm. but that's how we traveled with them. And I would, and I carry just enough that I could throw it in the back, the back of a specific green cab. Couldn't go in all of them. You need to get the green right. cab with the big, with the big um, um, trunk. <laughs> um, yes. You know, that's what, but those are the things that you had to think about. Do you need tables exactly. when you get there? Are you renting tables from them? Because, you know, you got to be able to get a table to wherever you're going as well. Even living mm -hmm. in the South, having a truck, getting the tent mm -hmm. and the tables in the truck, then it left precious room for the actual product itself. Um, once everything is set, you need to make sure your space looks a spot that you would walk into. You know, check out the other businesses right. and still learn and see how they merchandise their product. Merchandising the product is very important. Um, mm -hmm. And then also, before you even go to the event, but if you haven't gone to the event, when you once you get there, you need to check and see what everyone else is selling. Like do a quick, yeah, a quick glance around. Are there fifteen candle vendors mm -hmm. there? You know, is is that going to work for you? If you sell mm -hmm. candles and jewelry, and there's fifteen candle vendors, should you maybe just take the jewelry and just focus on that? I've done so many events where I don't take everything that I sell. There's no way. First of mm -hmm. all, I've way too many SKUs. But if I did. I would say I would tailor it and say, you know what, to this event, I'm gonna only take wooden products. You right. know, or to this right. event, I'm only gonna take food because all they're interested in. So know the event that you're doing is the most important um, part of that. And then another thing that I want to point out is two of the biggest dud events that I ever did. I ended up beating clients who would spend more than a thousand dollars a piece with me. Wow. So yeah, like they were dud events. Like one of them I, I made, like I probably lost money. Um, the mm -hmm. other one, 
just mm-hmm. I was at Pottery Barn. My stuff looked too much like Pottery Barn for the pop up there. Yeah. So I, what I learned yeah. there was I need I need signage to say, hey, this is not Pottery Barn. This is me. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something in a space that that's similar to yours, be mindful of that. Um, mm-hmm. But talking to the customers and just start start you know striking up a conversation allowed us to think outside of that particular conversation. One of those ladies who bought from me ended up filling her store in um, Franklin, which is a, a suburb of Nashville that has outrageous amount of wealth. Mm-hmm. And she recommended me for my wholesale website that I'm going through. So mm-hmm. that horrible event that I lost money on actually kept my business afloat by switch, by pivoting to the um, to the wholesale side. Um, right. And then right. one more note on, on those events that I learned is that um, to set your prices and know your worth. If mm-hmm. my price says $50 mm-hmm. on it, then it costs $50. If they say, well, can I give you 20? Then the answer to that question is no. If I choose to give them a discount, if I choose to give them a bundled price, I can do that. But that's my decision. If they want to um, negotiate the prices, I just automatically tell them no. Um, mm-hmm. But don't mark your prices on $100 if it's really only worth $20. And a lot of people yeah, over, yeah. overprice their products at events like this. I've seen them. I'm like, what, what is this? Um, mm-hmm. And I personally never wanted to be the most expensive event of the event or the cheapest. I want to be fall somewhere mm-hmm. in between. So. Yeah, I think that that is, that is important. Um, I do think like some of the things you mentioned where, you know, you're looking at your purpose about your, like your, why, why are you doing this event? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people, what they do, unfortunately, um, is that they're looking at, I want to make money. Yes. And then they don't, they don't know or know the host, know like how their, their marketing strategy for the event. They don't know, like, you know, how much foot traffic they expect. Like, what are some of the, the, the red flags before you even think about things that, that you need to like, okay, I need to be mindful that this might be a, a, a interest type of and not a money-making because this host is doing or not doing X. What is Got like it. a red flag for you? Okay. Most important, find out where that venue is. And that's going to determine yeah. a lot of things for you. Is that outside? Is it inside? You know, what neighborhood is it in? Is that neighborhood a neighborhood that it's, you know, if is what you're selling. I did an event in Soho once. Soho is a very mm-hmm. um, transient neighborhood. There are people who live there, right. but it's full of tourists. They weren't trying to buy mm-hmm. a jar of peanut butter. We we're gonna take it back on the plane with them. <laughs> like it was, it was, exactly. it was a waste of my time. I learned that lesson. Um, you know, um, does it cost? Does it cost for people to come into the event? Oh. That particular sometimes. I did an event in a very wealthy neighborhood here in Nashville. And they were charging $12 at the door for people to come in. And, you know, some of the people didn't want to pay to come into the event. And even though they had plenty of money, they were like, uh, but is what's inside worth it? So oh, you I need do. to know what kind of track record the the company that's producing the event has for events like this is it worth your time because again there's nothing that's worse than doing all the work setting all that all your stuff up 
standing around all day watching other people make money and you're not, and then you have to break it down mm-hmm. and go home. Like that's, I mean, I remember yeah. one day at an event and I literally made about $8 an hour for the entire day. And I was like, nope, never again. Is, that's not worth no. it. I mean, now if you have a job and you're getting paid $8 an hour, then that, you know, that is what it is. But that's not my life. And I didn't want to stand there and do that yeah. again because I, I have the option not to. Right, 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 and 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 you you've pivoted to wholesale. Yeah. Um, is it e-commerce? How would you describe the the the, the setup you have now? This this new this new direction that you have, like you have your website, people yes. are buying through that, but then you have this third party where they're also repping your brands and the products yes. that you sell. Like, how is that working for you? Well, um. First of all, first and foremost, what I use is, is a website called Fair, um, and Fair is similar to Uber, um, in oh. that they don't own anything, but they give me the structure, um, mm-hmm. and that structure. They, but they send out emails for me, you know. They provide the website, and they provide the access to the people. So I pay a commission. It's a it's a steep commission. It's twenty five percent for the first order. 15% for um, subsequent orders, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've grown my brand from, you know, having it in like two or three stores to having it in almost 400 and, and right. working with there. So if you have a mm-hmm. product that works for wholesale, then I highly recommend going that direction. That being said, not everyone has a product that, that works for wholesale. I, um, right. you know, people, I see people who are struggling to make it work because their product, typically wholesale is a 50% markup. So if I'm buying it for $8, mm-hmm. then I should sell it for $16. Right. Um, and that means that you sold it to me for $8, which means that you have to be able to produce it, buy the product, buy, I mean, buy mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the ingredients, if you will, and produce mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then it's still, still make money. And if you can't, then baby, wholesale is not for you. You just need to go ahead and do retail and call it a day. But if yeah. you can make that work, then yeah, I mean that's putting yourself in front of a much larger audience. Um, mm-hmm. And you know another thing that let's see, uh, I made some notes to myself because there's some things I really want to talk to you about. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot, yeah, that's what's there. No, you know I another thing, you need to set your another thing for wholesale is to set your minimums mm-hmm. high enough that it's worth your while. So you have to remember that you're right. selling. And volume. So again, you're right. only making eight dollars on this product, but if you tell them that they have to buy twelve of them, that means that you're making twelve times eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about making it work and making it work for you. And mm-hmm. as you grow, then you need to try sor- sourcing bigger bulk orders to offset the discounted rate that you have for wholesale. You know, a company approached me to sell their food items. Their wholesale was seven dollars and eighty cents. And the re- suggested retail was nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. I mean, how's that work? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a dollar twenty on it. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's just not that doesn't work. That, that that point doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. And so, like, they needed to know that this doesn't work. And so, if they if sometimes they price things wrong, because mm-hmm. we're all in business to make money, but you have to you have to think that through. Sometimes their product is worth more than they're selling it for. 
And if that's the case, then right. I can work with it because I'm like, well, this is really worth $12. And they're trying to sell it to me for 10 But the $7.80 product, I could say, well, I can really think that this would work for 12 And I would mm-hmm. do that. But I'm still mm-hmm. not making enough money to warrant to warrant the business, which is one of the reasons right. that I added in, you know, I branched out from just food was because people are more willing to spend $400 on a bowl than they are to spend $8 on a jar of mayonnaise. I had it happen. Right, exactly. So I sell those bowls. I had trouble selling the, the, the aioli when I was selling it. So. Wow. Well, it's, 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 it's really tricky, this wholesale. Like I have one client, she sells jewelry. So she's trying mm-hmm. to um, curate her, like what pieces are, mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I wouldn't say low end, but low as far as the production value. So that yes. when she does mark, like she does have this wholesale pricing, it, it, it covers her costs and actually gives her a little some little cushion with her profit margin. Well, you and need to have trying that. To figure out, yeah, you, she wants to have that, but she wants it to be something that's like doesn't cost her much of her time and her energy um, in creating those pieces. And exactly. she's like, okay, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hear what you're saying because I'm like, I'm seeing her struggle with that piece. Um, that piece is, is essential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think because another thing she has to yeah. take into consideration, I just interrupted you. Go ahead. And then I'll. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go but ahead, the, go ahead. They, unless they're giving her a check for her product, then she's going to have transaction fees from Square or yes. whatever, you know, Shopify, Big Commerce, whoever she's using for for that. She's going to have, she's gonna have um, you know, fees from that. So if you're using Fair, they're going to take out, you know, their 15 or 25% commission. So all those mm-hmm. things have to be taken into consideration when doing the wholesale side of a business. You have to really look at your product, figure out if it's worth that double price. You know, if, right. if, I'm, if it costs me $18 to make it and I want to charge, you know, $24 to wholesale it, is it worth $48? If it's not, rethink some things. See what you can do to, to bring down your cost. The goal at the end of the day is bring down your cost, bring down your time in making whatever that product is. Mm-hmm. But not dumb it down in the process. Right, exactly. Stay because authentic that's the to important your brand, part. Yes. But yeah, yeah, definitely stay in, in, in tune with your brand. But I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Definitely. Well, yeah, you know, um, with the food products, sometimes, most of the time, they grow. Then the next thing I know, they're, they're in Whole Foods. Then they move from Whole Foods to being in Publix or Kroger or Key Foods or something like that. And when they do that, there is zero chance that they're using the same quality product ingredients that they were using when I was selling their product. They've had mm-hmm. to dump down some mm-hmm. because otherwise they couldn't get the margins there. And so, you know, in doing so, then it's, it no longer becomes a product that would be viable for me anyway. I don't want to carry something that, mm-hmm. that has, that has chemicals in it, anything like that. That's not part of my brand. Mm-hmm. True. True. And so when you have a, brand a business that wants to delve into this wholesale uh, market um, one is knowing the pricing and doing a nice pricing structure but what is what is another um, another factor deciding decision factor in, in, in diving into the wholesale market um, I would say that another important thing is knowing whether whatever you're selling is something that there is a demand for. 
You know, do, what do you have that makes what yours special than someone else's? You know, to speak to your friend who makes jewelry, mm-hmm. there are a bazillion jewelry lines. What makes her jewelry yeah. stand out opposed to someone else's? I'm not someone who buys jewelry, so like I'm, 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 I would struggle with that one. But you mm-hmm. know, what make, what sets you aside from everyone else? Um, right. For me, it's the biscuit cutter. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my that is my top selling item. I probably sell maybe five thousand a year. You know, like I saw a really? lot. Of yeah. But it 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 took it. But that's something that you can't find just anywhere else. You have to find you have to figure out what what is where is my niche? What am I creating that no one else has? Mm-hmm. So that's to me is. Is, is that's a key part. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think the uniqueness of your brand sets you apart and people are like, oh, okay, what is this? The curiosity starts to creep up and exactly. they're like, okay, exactly. what is this thing? Let me look into this. And then they might dive into it and buy more or buy one thing, try it out and they come back for more. I mean, that's exactly what I do when I sell, when I buy wholesale. Uh, sometimes I buy, mm-hmm. you know, a small amount, see how it works. If it does, then I keep moving. And I buy more. If it doesn't, then I don't. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that comes down to your your breadth of your wholesale options. You know, if you have three mm-hmm. products mm-hmm. versus having eight products, it's easier for me to come back and, you know, I get to test more things. And buy more. And buy yeah. more. So that in, mm-hmm. in turn helps you grow your business by you continuing to expand what your offerings are mm-hmm. because people get bored with the same thing. I, I rotate things in and out because y'all don't want to keep buying the same, the same food products. You get tired of eating them. Right, 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 right. I mean, so. there's, there's a plethora of sources out there, but you rotate them, which I, I loved about what you did with the boxes is that you never, and, and the fact that you, you know what you're giving people, you make a note of it. So we don't get oh, absolutely. the same thing. Absolutely. Um, if you do, then it's because I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, and that's very rare. Like you, you're you're in tune with that. I, I always wondered, how does he do that? <laughs> now I know the secret. You have yes. a spreadsheet. Excel. Awesome. It's all about Excel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes awesome. I forget to to type it in the same way. Like you know, I know everything. Yeah. Is that what I call them? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. I typed it in differently this time. Oh, okay. I know, I know mm-hmm. for a fact that um, Liz Smith got the same thing twice, and I was like, oh, yeah. Joseph, Joseph, I can't believe you did that. Um, and you know, she's not mad at you. She's like, okay, she's fine, fine. She's not. She's not. Fine. <laughs> um, so, folks, uh, another another thing that I'm finding out, and you know, not finding out, but discovering in this world of like markets and you know, getting different businesses, getting that exposure about their brand and finding different ways to, you know, make money and to get that, that visibility is the e-commerce platforms like Shopify, Mm -hmm. Go. it's like, to me, it's, it's a, it's another version of Amazon, but they are, they are curating. I keep saying that word because it's true. They're curating the, the items that they are repping on their sites. So have you, um, delved into that world or not really okay wait a minute we're gonna back up here for a second because i think i misunderstood mm-hmm. that question have i delved into which what world again now into into like like 
it's it's more like a Amazon type websites where you're doing retail. You're doing no. more like I do. No. I mean, okay. I do have okay. the retail. Um, yeah, I do not sell on Amazon, and I specifically uh -huh. don't sell to anyone who would be selling my products on Amazon. Um, Got gotcha. you. But I do. Um, I do have a my, my retail is through Big Commerce, which is mm -hmm. a boutique. It's a, it's a boutique um, site, and I like it's a mm -hmm. boutique retail site, and I like it because it's similar to like a Shopify or something that everyone knows. But mm -hmm. I have twenty. Now this is my secret. Don't tell anybody about this. I put it on a podcast here. Um, this, yeah. this, this, this is the plug right here. So I have 24 hour access to call them and ask them if there's a problem or to chat with them. Oh, oh. Uh, you don't get that with, as far as I'm aware, any of the other sites, maybe they have them, maybe mm -hmm. they don't. But I mean, I talk mm -hmm. with the same people, you know, and that's why I like big commerce. It's not huge. And I, I prefer, you know, I'm a boutique. I'm a small business. I prefer to deal with others with other small businesses. That being said, Big Commerce is clearly not a small business, but right. they're not a Shopify or an Amazon either. And that's why I mm -hmm. like them. That's the very reason. Wow. So it's wow. Big Commerce. That, that so lot. anyone who's looking for a thing, you know, to sell their products online. And my 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 rate is not that expensive. My monthly rate to have the um, the website. So, mm -hmm. and I get that through the commerce. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And how long have you been, ha have you had this, this setup? So like I, this I played around with a lot of them. Um, big commerce. I've had probably about five years now, I think. And I won't change. Okay. I like big commerce is, 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 is my, is my, they're, they're my people now. Um, I'm mm -hmm. very brand loyal and, um, mm -hmm. and they treated me right. So I have no reason to, to upset that boat. And I like, I like how my website looks currently. So, I mean, why would I make that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I definitely so. love the, the flow of it. It's, it's, it's intuitive and it gives you the information you need and how it's sorted. The, the, the items, the products are sorted in a way where you can find what you need. Um, Good. No, I, I definitely, I remember when you first had a website. Now, mind you, you've, you're very artistic anyway. You have the marketing I from from jump from day one, but I but looking at the website now compared to what it did look like, definitely wow. a, a huge step up. A huge. It looked like up. I went from kindergarten to twelfth grade. Yeah, it changed. Yes, Overn <laughs> overnight. <laughs> oh yeah, that first website was horrible. I remember it. Oh my but, goodness, I'm a, know, but it, but it still was attractive though. You made it. Well, work thank you, for you, thank you. I I think yeah. that it was pretty rough, but um. But you know what? Because again, I have a vision for what my business is, and it wasn't what yeah. I wanted. But it's what I yeah. it's what I worked could work with at the time. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I love, because you know, I what I had originally didn't have um, real time, real time information. So, like for instance, I, every product that I put on my website, I weigh it, I measure it, mm -hmm. and I put it in there. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you're putting them in the cart then the system is doing the math to say, oh, this should be a 10 by 10 by 10 box. It should weigh eight, mm. eight ounces. And that's how they that's how they determine what your shipping is. And most of the time, sometimes right. you get it wrong, but most of the time, whatever that shipping shows up, shows up on the order is how much it costs me to ship it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's yeah. important, you know. 
um, except for one time I didn't I didn't have a weight on the candles, and let me tell you, I ate all that shipping. Um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> I ate that shipping. I was like, oh, what have I done? So I know, but I know. Yeah. Live and you learn. You live and you learn, then you, you get pampers. That's what yes. I was told. So. Exactly, exactly, and make sure you you buffer. Exactly. For, for you know, not have too many more accidents. So, um, is there anything you? I'm looking at the clock. Is there anything you want to share that you we haven't talked about about like pop ups and 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 like market like local markets that? I mean, it's it's coming. I just found out, and this is this is a, a morsel, a not so secret morsel, but they're they're launching a new market at Borough Hall in Brooklyn. I love it. Um, and it's it's an in house. Is it? It's in. So we just had a, a meeting about it, which I'm trying to get get my my claws in as a photographer, uh, to be able to like be um, a photographer for the event space, but also yeah. for those businesses. And um, these are popping up more often than it's, it's permanent. It's not like it's yes. just a pop up, a temporary pop up. It's permanent, and it's all year round, and they're doing themed events whether it's a holiday or some kind of ho uh, uh, um, theme type of um, setup so as these things are popping up more what are some of the things that people like is, is there something that you wanted to share that we didn't talk about about well this? i will say this market? i will say this i you know i i gave a lot of um, pros and cons on the markets um and the pop-up mm -hmm. events but honestly that's how most small businesses start that's how they start like that's the training wheels mm -hmm. you know there's like a mm -hmm. food truck starts out as a food truck and then lots of times they become a restaurant you know it's, mm -hmm. it's a similar concept the the markets and the pop-up shops those give you the opportunity to have a space but not have a space you can dip dip and dash you know and in doing right. that then you can find the spaces that work for you in various neighborhoods you know mm -hmm. and build yeah. your audience and grow your business from there. So I, I mean, I don't regret doing those markets at all. I'm gonna do in the pop-up events. You know, one of these days I might do another pop-up event. It would be a very special event because I won't lie to you, my back hurts and I don't want to carry around the tables. But <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but I mean, I, so many brands that I work with did those events all the time. You know, they did Smorgasbord in Brooklyn. You know, they like they they did these events. And I was out there with them doing those events, moving around, mm -hmm. trying to find an audience and see what, like throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what stuck. And mm -hmm. I think that that's, you know, it's, it's, those markets are excellent. I support them completely. Yeah. And especially if you can get one where you get to, you know, be there and stay there. That's fabulous. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a little jealous that I, that I didn't have those. Now I do know that those often cost more money. And if you're doing the markets, you probably don't have as much because you're mm -hmm. still you're still growing but mm -hmm. you know if you can do them and you can make it work then i mm -hmm. love it i say go for mm -hmm. it i mean at this point in my in, in my in my business if i had someone who wanted to go do markets for me i would let's set it up and y'all go do it mm -hmm. and you know and if, if i had an employee who wanted to do that i would be down for it um and i could yeah. pop by and make an appearance but I wouldn't have to be there all day. It's the all day for me. Is the is the thing. So yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the that's the complicated thing. I think um one of the things that's complicated is is having somebody operate that pop ups um your your booth as long as as long as, as the, long the as venue is open. 
Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, the, exactly. Only, that's the only part that, that, I, that I'm not a fan of. That being said, again, when you're fresh and new and hungry and you want to do it, then you make it work. Yes, yes. You know, or you know, there's, there's one idea that is floating around in my head is if you, let's say you share a booth with someone, with, with another business lovely. or complimentary business, and you guys rotate that responsibility. That would also work. So that, yeah, and both of you know your businesses, both of you know your products, so you're able Well enough to, to be able to make it work, yeah. Exactly. I will say that the one thing, because I say your time, one of the, the most important thing that I learned as a business owner though, and I recommend to everyone is to have your mind open and pivot when you need mm -hmm. to. Pivot if you need to. I, I opened my business expecting to open a store in Harlem and for it to be mm. very sleek and to basically look like coach but to have food in it. And now <laughs> I am all over the place doing all, all sorts of things. I have this whole this whole rustic chic thing going on that's not really my mm -hmm. taste but works um right but it works so i've stayed with it but um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean being able to pivot you know when when the markets weren't working for me because my back hurt and that really came mm -hmm. down to, to my body being being you know having a toll on it then i said okay well how yeah. can i make this amount of money because i made a lot of money at those events how can i make mm -hmm. this amount of money and not go to these events learning how to pivot and say wait a minute what mm -hmm. else do we need to do next and bringing things in at the right time making those big right. changes the big swooping changes the seismic changes mm -hmm. at the right time those are the things that i think yeah. are the most important yes that, that that is so true i mean we miss you here you always are welcome to come back home i appreciate <laughs> it you know you know i miss new york oh my goodness yes you do yeah and I we do. miss you too we miss you too. And so like, you know, that, that, that idea, that dream, I'm telling you, I have you on my mind. So if I do hear of an opportunity that might work in your favor, I definitely will holler at you and say like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> we hey, got to talk on the listen, phone. <laughs> listen, I am like, down for it. Where you at? Yes. I yes. am down for it. One of my goals in life is to become rich enough that I can that I can move to um move to my brownstone. Yes. And and in Harlem, sorry, Brooklyn. Move to my uh -oh. brownstone in Harlem and just live the life that I'm supposed to be living. But I'm also yeah. happy where I am. Now let's be clear about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I see I see like your happiness yeah. in, you know, in, in the work you're putting into yourself, into your body, into your spirit, into your business, and then into your family. It, it's 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 a it's a good change but i know that there's your there's this unlimited opportunity for you so you never know I where agree. you're going to land or where you're going to do this can go so many different directions the way this market the way things are happening in new york city way it's happening in other major cities that people are figuring out different ways to mm -hmm. showcase their brand without even without even being in present without even being physically in the space you know what you just said actually it just took me back and i'm i'm going to tell a story really fast because it's mm -hmm. it's funny but when i was in high school my senior year i had a little a little small blurb a little small article about me in the newspaper and the title was where will joe land next oh because my name is joe land 
And yeah. when uh, you said the land, the land part, I was like, where you where, you, where things are gonna land, I was like, it just reminded yeah. me of that. Where will Joe land next? Because I was like, it made me laugh so hard when I saw their 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 headline. Where will Joe land next? Um, mm. The player, yeah. So anyway, that's my story. Um, that's it. I told you all I can oh tell you. Oh my god! Now you have to move forward okay, and, okay. and and, um, and <laughs> make these markets and wholesale happen by yourself. <laughs> exactly. You got you got the tools. You got the information. And I and I I see you, Joe. I see you landing literally. And um, in markets where, I mean, we did something in JFK, um, not JFK, in LaGuardia Airport, where they want a lot of businesses that are, are, are you know, are represented um, at, the, at the airports. And so something to think about um, at, your, at your Nashville airport. Um, that is see, on my maybe, list. You didn't maybe, know. That is yes, on my yes. list. Yeah, so that, I that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I want myself in there. I need and to find I, the I right do, people. But. No, I have I have the right person. I will connect oh. you to them. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you, yes. You're the plug. You're the plug. Yeah. Boom. I'm going to try to be plug for you and for this dog. thing. I, I feel like I could see you um, at the airport. Like, as people coming through. And they they want they want to take a piece of Nashville home with them. Yes, everybody needs uh, a biscuit cutter. Yeah. Yes, Everyone is a, yes. a Nashville bound candle. They all need one of those. Uh-huh. So no, actually, all jokes aside, being in the um, in the airport is one of my one of my goals. I want that to happen in 2022, yeah. 2023. It is specifically a goal of mine. No, I definitely will. We'll holler at you offline about the connection and, and then I'm going to actually reach out to them and say like, Hey, I may have a vendor for you, not New York city based, but another region that could, could definitely work for their, for their brands. Yes. And they're already in the airport. Boom. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. <laughs> Boom. I, I listen, I'm listening. I'm, listen, I'm catching every word you're saying over there, ma'am. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, you know, cause don't play games. We could do it. Like we have all the skies. I could do a Philly skies. We have a national yes. bound, we have a Seattle bound. We can do whatever Ooh. we need to do. Every, we can do whatever really city good. bound. Cincinnati bound. Who wants to buy a Cincinnati bound candle? Exactly. I, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm down for it. Okay, okay. Well, I definitely will reach out to you, but thank you so, so much for just taking this time. Um, we are at the mark, the 60-minute mark, or something short of that. And I just, I just want to thank you for sharing your your experience sharing your brand sharing information about markets because i think people need to hear the realities um yeah. so that they can apply it and just think and consider all these things to consider before they jump into it um i recently went to a, a market and um though some people that i and some people that there that i knew they were they were flourishing um while others did not and they were you could tell they weren't selling and yeah. I didn't have the heart to tell him, like, okay, what are you doing? The setup wasn't really up, you know. It, it's just they, they're new. They're all new to this. They, they're new businesses, less than a year old. Yeah. And they're jumping into the markets without having um, a vision for what that would look like for them and whether and that they, works for them. And they spent the money on the market. 
and they spent the money oh, to buy the yeah. to buy the, the again, I'm gonna go back with ingredients, no matter what you're making. They spent the, the money on the ingredients to sell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did many mm-hmm. I did many times that I that I bought more than I needed, and I didn't make money on that event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's the thing. It's just it's just realizing the reality and knowing what you're going to go into before you do it, and just and accepting the risk before jumping into it, and know that you may not make money, but you, if you do X Y Z, let's just try to get more visibility for you. Let's exactly. try to get some exposure for you, and yeah. and make the most out of each customer that you do have, because yeah. you know who you never know who you're talking to. Exactly. Exactly, and they could be shopping for somebody else that has bigger pockets, has deeper pockets. I, I got Meryl Streep out of, out of that, out of that, out of that one sale, and I, mm-hmm. mean, I actually don't remember selling anything to this lady, but I got Meryl Streep out of that. I'm just saying, see? Meryl Streep, see? <clears throat> and that <throat> Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. I, I did not know. Oscar winning Meryl Streep. Yes, oh I delivered to her Tribeca my, my, um, house. Oh my gosh, the auntie in my head. That's that's who she is. <laughs> her and Viola Davis. That's who she is. And I'm like, it, it's just, oh my gosh, it's it's amazing how many connections that are out there, and and that one interaction can make or break your brand if you so are not prepared. So true. So, yeah, yeah. This was awesome. Thank you so Thank much, Joe. Thank you everyone for joining. And um, we will we will take a, a slight hiatus from at least a month because I, I all this is my birthday month our birthday month excuse me sorry as Virgo so I'm we're gonna I'm gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back stronger and harder in September um, if you know of anyone who, who wants to share you know some marketing some other tips that help other businesses grow feel free to DM me on Vision Photos, VYSYN Photos on IG, Twitter, Facebook, um, because I'm I'm ready to bring more valuable information to other business owners this fall. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. Peace.